Welcome to the Magnify podcast. Magnify is a platform at the intersection of faith, feminism, and fashion. During these episodes, we have conversations with dynamic individuals that we hope will leave you intrigued, inspired, and informed. Trends come quickly and seem to disappear even faster. In a lot of industries, particularly creative ones, they're very fast-paced. So how as an entrepreneur and designer can you create a brand with longevity? In this episode, we spoke to Nigerian fashion designer Lisa Falaoyo, founder and creative director of her self-titled brand known for her unique approach of merging West African prints and modern tailoring. Her clothes have been worn by the likes of Issa Rae, Sandy Newton and Solange Knowles, to name but a few. She shared with us her journey over the last 15 years, from the conception of her fashion house to the pressures of being a creative and how her upbringing and faith has helped her stay grounded through the highs and lows and kept her motivated. Let's listen in. I'm really, really excited to speak to you. Um, So... The first question I always like to ask to really get a sense of your vibe um, yes. is if you could have a dinner party with four guests, who would you have and why? The first person I would like to have over for dinner, if I could, would be um, my mum because she she recently she passed away last year. It would be a year actually um, on Sunday since we lost her. Um, going back to just to my mom and just having her, you know, um, around just for a moment again, you know, and being able to ask those questions that perhaps um, I hadn't or the chance to sit her at my table and say, okay, mommy, let's, you know, do this. That would be, um, it's, it's, that would be like, the best thing ever. Um, I would have my father as well. He's alive. Thank God for that. He's here with us um, because I know that my dad misses her even more than I miss her probably because they were together for so many years, um, over 50 years. And um, yeah. And so, um, you know, if my mom was at dinner at mine, uh, my father would definitely want to be here. So, um, my father and, um, honestly, I would like, I wish, you know, I, I, I always wish I had them together and just asked them so many questions about their lives. Now, um, a third person, um, <laughs> I really couldn't think of any, I, I tell you, I could think of so many people, but I couldn't think of anyone, someone I'm very intrigued by, or not even intrigued by, I'm inspired by currently is Stephen Furtick. I really like his mm. messages. I like, he's the um, pastor at uh, the Elevation Church, mm. and I follow him on Instagram. And um, every time I, I, you know, listen to a word, it's always so in line with what I believe is the way I'm feeling. Who else, who else would I have um, for dinner? Would you pick um, anyone in fashion? You see, this is the thing. <laughs> I, I'm sure, it isn't that interesting that I, I mean, there's so many, I mean, I could say, oh, I would love to 
the likes of Coco Chanel or Issa Laurent or, you know, people who have, are so inspiring, you know, these designers that have done such amazing work. There's so many of them. Um, but um, truth be told, I would have a dinner, to be honest with you. Um, you might laugh. I am such a Whiskey fan that I would like to have Whiskey over for dinner. There's so much to learn. I would like to have Oprah. I would like to have Michelle Obama. I would like to just tap into their minds and question them and see how they've, you know, why they think the way they think, how they've, you know, I would like all those things, but there's just so many people. But to be honest with you, to have like a fun dinner, you know, I mean, apart from like I mentioned my parents because of reasons I've mentioned, but someone like Whiskey, you know, I would just like to have him at my dinner table, funnily enough. And I love the that. Truth. I, I'd love to see Stephen no, so at dinner together. <laughs> What's um, a surprising or unusual fact about you? I, I mean, I have this um, Instagram page which is filled with pictures of myself. So usually my pictures are me either taking a picture of myself, my Instagram pictures, I'm taking a picture of myself or I have um, my daughter or someone close to me taking a picture. So it's very easy. It's very organic, very natural, effortless. However, um, with what I do comes with me doing lots of interviews and me having to do shoots and things like that. And I find them very, very overwhelming. It's a lot for me to handle and I have to really calm myself down I talk to myself um I try to relax um honestly it's it really is and people just never believe when I say that god I don't enjoy taking pictures like that I really do not but I'm working on it because it's something that I know I have to do and then finally, because you have so much on your plate, how do you, particularly as um, someone who creates, how do you switch off and relax? Oh, how do I switch off and relax? Um, oof, it's, it's mindless TV. Um, but usually my husband would retire to his space, you know, where he has, he watches his own series and things. And I retire to my space and it's just me and it's just, I'm by myself. I just let my hair down. I'm relaxed. My mind is at ease, you know, and just, you know, and that's, that's really how I find that I truly, truly relax. You know, everything just, you know, is, is at ease. Everything. Everything. So yeah, that's that's what I do. Amazing. Um, so I want to go back a bit because I often think that when mm. we look back um, to our childhoods and kind of formative experiences, they really shape mm. and kind of tell us stories to who we are today. So growing up, what was your childhood like, and what were the values that shaped you? Yes. So my dad used to work with Federal Palace Hotels, and and these are my earliest memories. So from about four. We lived within the complex, so there was uh, there was um, uh, a residential area within the hotels, and um, we lived there for quite a few years. And it it just was such a a wonderful time, you know, growing up because there were so many kids around as well, and it was just you know we would run wild and and you know it was just. Um, we were always outdoors and it was just so nice. And I, you know, these are the things. And in fact, they have, it, it, these memories have influenced 
one or two of my collections, you know, oh, wow. and, and my home and, and growing up, you know, my parents um, gave us, you know, what, what they felt we needed. You know, we, we didn't grow up with a sense of entitlement. You know, my parents, it was, and, and I feel like for today, it's so important. You know, we were, we were, we were disciplined to the extent that um, we, we knew, um, we, we didn't take things for granted and we did what we had to do at the right time. So with school, you worked hard. Um, you knew that, you know, you were rewarded when you, you did what was expected of you. Um, I think that, and also, um, I think I grew up also with, you know, my, uh, with compassion. I, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, my dad is Baptist and my mom um, was um, Pentecostal. And um, so, of course, you know, your um, Christian values um, have also formed a strong um, foundation for my life today and the choices that I make and um, just the way I live generally. So, yeah. Because I think, yeah, that was one of the things I noticed, not just from when I interviewed you the first time, but meeting you is just how kind you are. Um, and I think sometimes when people, maybe it's a wrong impression, but when people are so successful, particularly in an industry like ours, mm-hmm. like fashion, that's not always yes. the case. So that's obviously, yes, yeah, something that you say you learned in childhood. Um, and you're very close to your sisters, aren't you? Yes, yes, of course. (laughs) Um, um, So I was going to ask, so when did you first realise that fashion was something you wanted to build a career out of? Because I know um, from many different cultures, often certain um, careers are prioritised or seen as more serious um, to go into. So when did you realise that that fashion was something that, yeah, was kind of worthwhile doing and you thought that you could make that into a career? I chose or the reasons why I chose to go along that path was perhaps me also knowing and believing that if I did this and I did it well, then I could make a success out of it. And so it was the fact that I, at that point in time, I felt that there was something for me in, in the, in the um, industry um, or the market here in Nigeria, I felt that uh, something was missing for um people such as myself. So I just didn't feel like Nigeria, um, the Nigerian fashion scene or the industry had anything to offer me. So had, you know, my, offer my, my taste, my, my, um, my, or my, let me just say my fashion needs at that point in time. And it was filling that space, I think, um, for myself and people such as that thought like me wanted the things I wanted in terms of fashion. Um, I think that knowing that what I was, what I had, what I had set out to do was, um, was, was new, was fresh, was, was different, was a little bit more special um, from the things I'd seen around me. And I remember um, once I I hadn't even started once I had this idea of making something and which was like a skirt and we had it made and I, you know, started and I beat it and embellished, I embellished it. And then I, I wore it because I thought, okay, let me see people's reaction to this. And I wore it out, the skirt. I would never forget. I went to, I think a friend's daughter's birthday and 
honestly, I always tell people that I have not stopped working since that day, you know? And I think for, at that point was when I said, okay, yes, you know, I can do this. Amazing. Um, and so what were some of the challenges that you encountered um, at the beginning and how did you overcome them? Because I guess a lot of people often have ideas um, and maybe even start in the first six months, they're super excited and then it just kind of tails off. All my life, you know, growing up, I was drawn to fashion. I liked to dress up. I used to read magazines. I used to make my own fashion magazines when I was younger. Wow. You know, I, oh, yeah. I, oh, yes, I used to do that. And, and I was always, and people would say, ah, you and fashion, you and fashion, you and fashion. And, um, you know, would la- I would laugh, and, but I knew that there was something that drew me to fashion. I didn't know how it was going to be expressed, but then lo and behold, you know, so um, yeah, um, I think that I was so passionate and I was so um, sure about it, even though with no formal training, I didn't know how to sew, how to cut a a pattern. And so I went on my own. Um, Luckily, when I was growing up, my mom would take us to her seamstress's home, my sisters and I, to go and make our our outfits. And her seamstress, Mrs. Eze, she is the one did my first patterns, the wow. first two by Lisa patterns. I went back. Yes. Oh yes. You know, she lived like two hours away from me. I would go there like nearly every day, you know, and then I was good. And also I'm quite good with my hands. So I'm, I draw quite well. I sketch quite well. And so I was able to put my ideas down on paper. I wasn't um, held back because I didn't have this formal training. Um, I found tailors, you know, I outsourced, um, I, I, I um, you know, went to a tailor who used to make things for me and got them to do some of my work. So I was just juggling. I didn't care, but I knew that I had this vision I had this idea which I just needed to get out and however I was going to do it, I was going to do it. Even with all those things, you know, I just pushed through. Every day you get through the challenges you're faced with. And but the biggest challenge you have, I think, as a creative is that of your mind. Because how do you find it's that? Just, because I think when I speak to a lot of creatives, it's the pressure mm-hmm. that you are the only one. Yes. Even if you have a team, a lot of what you do is based on creativity. So unless you can create on a very (laughs) basis, then your brand can't move forward. So how do you deal, I guess, with the mental pressure of being a creative? As a creative, well, let me speak for myself. You go through moments where you just feel it's never good enough. It's never good enough because you, 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 you have so many ideas and you, you, you see things in so many different ways. And as you explore and as you create, you know, there's so much more you feel you can give to everything that you're doing. And so it just never feels enough at any point in time. That's how I speak to myself. And I tell myself when there's doubt, when you feel like it's not enough, you, you by God's grace, you will always have the opportunity to do even better. So one thing I, um, particularly as Nigerian, has made me so excited to see is how your brand has grown internationally. Um, But I wanted to ask um, 
any challenges you found? Because obviously it's not just that your brand, that you're an African designer, it's very obviously inspired by your culture. Um, so how have you managed to grow your brand internationally while being so, um, I guess, kind of obviously made in Nigeria? I think that, I think that the made, made in Nigeria or what, what is African with what we do is part is the main charm. If you ask me, I think that, um, you know, with, with fashion design, there's so many, there's so many brands, so many designers. Um, I mean, you know, in the world today who are doing such amazing work, but I do think that, um, People know when something is is authentic. People know when something is different. People people look for that that thing that is, is special. Things that they haven't they don't see too much of. Things that they haven't really experienced before. Um, people like stories, especially with fashion. They like the stories that come with you know what you what you're what you're making. You know, and so I think that um, as a Nigerian brand and um, my brand being so infused with my culture, my aesthetical, you know, my design direction being so infused with my culture. I think that it offered to the world um, something fresh, something new um, and just special. I mean, from the onset, I believed that what I did um, had a place in the industry globally. I did not think that I always, I always remember writing uh, one of my mission statements for the brand. And, and that was even before, you know, when I, I, I would write out all the things that I hoped for this brand to be and what it would say. And it was, I always remember this for me, it was always, always about, you know, this brand, Joe by Lisa will blur, you know, would be the one of, will be the brand to come out of Nigeria, but would blur the, you know, the lines and would blur barriers and would blur, um, would, would, um, would, um, what's the word? What did I used to say? I used, I would say that, um, it would be, it would be a brand that people the world over would see and understand and desire and demand. You know, I used to say, yeah, I, 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 I just, I felt that way because for me, I feel like fashion is, um, is uh, what's the word? I, I don't think that fashion is restricted to a place or um, um, or to a people. I mean, yes, it is. Of course, we know about cultures. We know and we know um, and to a time. I feel like fashion is um, is what's the word? I don't want to say dynamic, but um, fashion should be celebrated. I feel like everyone should be able to understand it. It's like, a, it's a universal language, isn't it? Um, and so I never thought, I always believed that we were positioned, what I was, was positioned for um, just for that global um, acclaim, if that's the word I'm going to use. But one of the things that was a real challenge, you know, in terms of our growth internationally was production. Wow. And up until date, you know, it's still, it's still a problem, you know, with my brand, because, you know, what we do is very, you know, especially with the embellished work, it's so, it takes a lot of time. It's just really, I mean, I talk about hours and days to produce even just sometimes one 
one piece and things like that. And so there's there so much you can, you can produce. We were not doing, um, you know, the numbers that, for example, to be stopped in certain stores, the numbers that they were requiring or asking for, we just could not meet up with that. So that took away some opportunities that came to us. You know, we had so many offers from so many stores internationally, internationally that unfortunately, due to production constraints, we were not able to fulfill And so now the world is talking about slowing down the pace of fashion. The world is talking about, do we need so many things anyway? Do you need to have so many pieces within a collection? Do you need to have so many collections within a year? And this is what, for us, you know, what we've been doing. And it's just because it's what, it's all we could do, to be honest. It's our own reality. Fashion can be very fickle and one minute something is in and it's the best thing since life spread and the next minute people have already moved on. Um, yes. And trends are a big thing where, yeah, as you say, the, the pressure of like so many collections each year and keeping up with that. And I guess just seeking validation from like the industry or peers. So essentially my question is in such a fast changing industry where yeah things are moving and validation is kind of in quote a metric of success how do you stay one so grounded and not let feedback um kind of sway you up and down right um oh in fashion you have to grow thick skin is oh my goodness you have to um and i think that one thing is you know once you know you see for me what helps me every day is sort of staying true to um, what I've set out to do and staying true to my, to the aesthetic that we, that the brand, um, that of the brand, um, staying true to my story, my narrative, um, being consistent with what I've done and not, um, so, you know, my ideas are my ideas and I will, um, and it's not, and, and of course I'm influenced and inspired by so many things, you know, um, but my aesthetic, the way I design, the way I think is mine and mine alone. And of course, let me, not just mine alone, but my team, should I say. And um, I think that once you, you, you know that once you stay true to that, um, it, you know, you cannot, you, what you do cannot be everyone's cup of tea. You have to understand that. You have to understand that not everyone is going to love what you do. Honestly, today you want everyone to love what you do. You, cause you put yourself out there, you know, you're, you, you're saying, world, I have made this. Tell me what you think about it. That's really, in essence, what we're doing because you make something and you want to show the world and you want people to respond by buying, right, at the end of the day, wearing. And if they don't, it means mm, they don't love. And if they do, oh, yes, we love. And so it's for, and for me, it's realizing that not everyone is going to love what I do. Um, my next question is around what have been some of the main highlights of the journey and in particular someone who loves Insecure um, and Tiwa Savage what, what's it like when you see people oh. like Issa Rae and Insecure wearing it yeah. <laughs> I know that that was you know I was um, 
I was, I would say, I, I said to my husband, I said, look, I'm going to tell people this. This is not okay. We were watching, we were, we were, we were watching TV and, you know, um, the um, insecure, um, what would I call them? The clips um, will, will come up and, you know, she's wearing, and so they, they show the, the episode, parts of the episode where she's wearing the yellow jacket and then they show her in the blue jacket and um, it's the that is, and my husband. And so I was sitting there with him and, and it came on and I was just watching his face and he was looking and watching the TV and, and, and he didn't say anything. And I was like, ah, okay. And he's, he's looking and then I said, uh, uh, bio. Did you not? And he was like, wait, 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 wait. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. There was something. And he said, I don't know what it was, but there was something. But anyway, I said, look, I'm going to tell people, you don't even know what your wife, I mean, come on, you know, but, um, um, Tiwa Savage, you know, look, when, when these things happen, when, you know, people that you admire, um, people that you, just women that you think are just amazing where your pieces um it's nice it's it's very nice it it feels good it it you feel like okay like yeah you know they get it you know you, you feel like you know what i'm i'm yeah we 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 do have a say in the fashion narrative you know somewhere you know um we've done we've we've done something good I find that with these things, I was speaking to a friend um, just after um, Tiwa Savage, you know, the um, billboard cover, the issue that they had Tiwa Savage and David O and um, Mr. Easy in, just after it came out and, you know, everyone was posting pictures and I, I too was reposting and all that. And, and a friend of mine said to me that, look, my God, Lisa, you have to really, you know, you, you must make noise about this. And I, I'm thinking, really? Okay. I mean, I've, I've reposted like pictures. I mean, isn't that okay? I mean, I'm excited. I don't have to, you know, and she was like, no, this is amazing. This is great. This is really, and I said to her and I said, I know that. I said, you know what? Honestly, I have trained myself to not be so easily carried away by these things. Wow. I, yeah, no, you, you have to, or maybe it's just my personality type. I don't know, but I'm one, I'm the type of person that, oh, I just like to keep my eyes set on what, on my goal, on my plan, on my vision. I, and I find that these things, which are wonderful, like, um, toppings to a cake, you know, I would call it that. Um, they, I, I don't like to dwell too much on them. I don't like to, my focus to be on that. I will celebrate it for the moment. It's nice. It's great. The team, well done guys. You know, this is wonderful. You know, I mean, people all over the world get to see these pieces and so on and so forth. And, um, but I, I, I take my, my eyes off that, my mind off it very quickly, very quickly. You know, my friend was like, why? I mean, you know, what is, and I said, because it just, it just helps me. It helps me focus on what is important. You seem to have so much fun and joy, um, but obviously you have so much on your plate as a wife, as a mum, as an entrepreneur. How do you balance everything and also have so much fun doing that as well? <laughs> 
I was watching one of Michelle Obama's interviews and she was asked about whether women can have it all. And she says, yes, they can. But firstly, you need to define what all means to you yeah, and also yeah. know that there are different seasons. So when her kids were younger, there were she could do less stuff, whereas now they've left home and she's obviously writing her, like was on her book tour. Um, so I thought that was just really amazing for her to yeah. say to she's someone that so many of us look up to but yes, even with all the health that she must have it is not possible to do everything at one time so how have you kind of find found balance but also learned to um, I think that having it all for me is having what I need at any at that particular point in time and being content you know, with family, my, my, my husband, my children, um, and I myself, I'm uh, mentally and spiritually and physically healthy and, you know, happy. I, I feel like um, that, is, that is what is, um, is key for me, you know. That's what makes me happy. That's what um, keeps me functioning. Um, and my final question, so you mentioned obviously growing up in a Christian home, um, but how does faith impact yes. your life um, and what does it mean to you? I, my faith is my life. <laughs> I don't know if that, everything that I do, I do um, based on, I try anyway, based on the word of God and based on um you know, what we are called to do as Christians. Sometimes I think, especially when we've grown up in church, we get used to all these kind of catchphrases about explaining what faith means to us yeah, rather yeah. than making it personal to actually how we experience faith. Um, because yeah. I think that's what, when I speak to friends who don't have faith or maybe they're on a journey, that speaks yeah. a lot more yeah. rather than kind of phrases that sound really polished, but they don't yeah. actually know what that means. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you, you, you just, you know, for me with, with my, uh, my own walk with God, I just realized, like, for example, let me tell you, you try, I'm sure, have you, you know, when you go a day without seeking God's face and that's, you know, speaking to him or talking, um, praying, meditating. Do you not just feel like something is off? Definitely. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I find that when I haven't brought everything before him, so my plans, my thoughts for if, for the day, you know, and sometimes we, we I mean, it's not, uh, you know, not everyone sort of first thing in the morning, I'm going to pray, I'm going to, the, you know, you, you plan to do that, but it doesn't work out like that all the time. But I find that when a day goes by or, you know, and I'm, I've not, you know, whether it's, you know, looked through the word or, you know, prayed or or just you know had this conversation with god or you know sought his face for something i just don't feel right and so i realized that for me you know the, you know my life is orchestrated by um you know knowing that i am in tune that everything that i'm doing is in is in line so it's sort of you know when you know having the mind of god and your mind and knowing and knowing god's mind is when you seek him when you meditate upon his word when you you know you spend time with him 
and you know his mind and it's 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 when you align your mind with his that you're able to function and function the way that he has called you to amazing thank you so much lisa thanks so much for joining us for this episode don't forget to subscribe and if you know anyone who might benefit from this go ahead and share this with them also don't forget to rate and review it really helps us out see you next time we